After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Mahmadim, 
Michelo e eu falo, Borfugo é Munai. Soma no Saban, soma no Roisar, no Kidvar, Kidvara do Ixão. Michelo e eu falo, Borfugo é Munai. Soma no Saban, soma no Roisar, no
מחפשים כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה. תן חיוך בן אדם, יש ניסים כל הזמן, לא לבכות הכל לטובה. אסור לך להתייאש, רק תמשיך לבקש, תשמור, תשמור את התקווה.
like Ima, Abba. The Torah to make my soul to sing, make my soul to sing. Shabbat Shalom. It's nice to be at home. Shabbat Shalom. It's nice to be at home.
ושבו ישראל שתי שבתות מיד נגלים שתי שבתות נגלים amazing message uh, on that song Miyad Nigalim I never even realized that that was the uh, that was the theme of the title track to that album Yitzchak Fuchs Miyad Nigalim the tradition that we have that uh, if we um, if we as a people keep two Shabbatot Miyad Nigalim we are immediately redeemed pretty cool uh, Yitzchak Fuchs here at JMNAM. Schlock Rock with Vishamru off a Shabbat in Liverpool. You heard Shabbat Shalom done by Diaspora. Yaakov Shweki, brand new with Netzach Israel, one of his classics, Mamin Benisim. Eighth day had Hule. We'll use that to satisfy the uh, request we had on the app from JM from Tinek. Oh, Malki S is out there. Hey, Malki. Boker Tov got you on and we'll be listening on my way to Tel Aviv. Todaraba. Wow. We miss you here, Malki. I wonder if she heard about the massive kiddush at the Mizrahi this past Shabbos. <laughs> um, all right, uh, where were we up to? Yes, so that was uh, that was uh, eighth day. Yismach Melach done by Shlomo Katz, Yanki Lemmer, and the Zmiros Medlin. Of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Six thirty-five in the morning, twenty-five minutes before seven o'clock in the morning. It's Friday on this June fifteenth, the second of Tammuz. Tonight, the yard site of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. I was uh, sent some pictures from um, the Rebbe's Ohel, uh, the Rebbe's resting place, uh, showing how they're preparing for this unbelievable event over the next few days, the yard site of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Excuse me. And I would say that uh, it is quite an effort Quite an effort to get everything ready 
for all the people that are coming in over the next uh, few days, over the next few hours and the next few days. Um, so it's the, th- it's the second of Tammuz, Erev Shabbos Parshas Korach with candle lighting time at 8.08 on this Erev Shabbos. 8.08, your official candle lighting time on this Erev Shabbos. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Sunday is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and all the granddads out there. And Baruch Hashem in our community to all the great granddads out there. Unbelievable. 65 degrees, 56% humidity, winds northwest at 11 miles an hour. Partly cloudy, a high 77. Then tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 64. Then tomorrow, mostly sunny for Shabbos with a high of 86. Father's Day, partly cloudy, 88. Hope you're in a good area weather-wise for the next few days. Yushalayim right now at 83. I hear there's a heat wave coming in the uh, state of Israel. And 65 degrees here on a Friday in New York City as we say good morning at uh, JM in the AM. Uh, lots going on. Malcolm Honeline an hour from now, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We will discuss the events of the week and what we call the weekly update. Uh, we'll do that uh, later on, about an hour from now here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yudin, of course, coming up. Um, he'll have the Torah portion of the week, Parshas Korach. We will be doing some pitching. We will be doing some pitching. The last three Fridays uh, in the month of June, I have designated as uh, fundraising days for us at the Foundation of Jewish Broadcasting, which, of course, keeps the Nachum Single Network going on a daily basis. Uh, so if you haven't yet given, if you haven't yet given to our spring fundraiser, we speak directly to you today. Please go to fjbunity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. Be as generous as possible. Uh, we want to just keep on going and keep providing all the amazing and incredible programming that we give you t- literally 24 hours a day. A dream of mine realized years ago. To help keep us going, fjbunity.org. And if you have an envelope in your home that you got from us, please return it with a nice, generous donation. That would be great. be wonderful. And, of course, we thank you. More coming up. You are listening to JM in the AM, and this is brand new from David Lowy. The sand beneath me stirring in that summer breeze, whispering those ocean waves just bluer than they've been. I tip my eyes up toward the sun I can feel that summer has begun Gonna stop to take it all in Cause I'm captivated by the world When all its hues unfold And every part of me wants to shout It's a colorful life and I feel alive Today I'm seeing it shine So I got my colors out now
Now the brush is in your hands, go paint the town like only you can. Streaks the sun to clear up the despair. Why take it in just black and white when you can have neon lights? Let that chain of happy shine bright. Why settle for those shades of grace? Same for the rainy days. Let every part of you shine. Yeah, it's a colorful life and I feel alive. Today I'm seeing it shine. So I got my colors out now, figuring out how. Today I'm gonna color in mine. Won't stop to the limit, gotta fight to see it. I was trapped in the dark, but I'm here breaking free.
words on our hearts. Share your light with all nations. Father in heaven, have mercy upon us and keep us dear. Come on, darling. 
אם רק הייתי יכול, הייתי נותן לך חיבור גדול. אם זה היה אפשר, הייתי מאושר, כה מאושר. אבל אני הקטן, איך אוכל לחבק את בורא עולם, כה נעלם ונסתר, כל כך מושלם. אבל אני הקטן, איך אוכל להחזיר קצת טוב אל האבא, האבא של כולם. אני שר, אני שר רק בשבילך, עם כל צליל אומר תודה, ובעצם אני מחבק אותך בחזרה. מתוך הלב והנשמה, כך בעצם אני מחבק אותך בחזרה. אם רק הייתי יכול, הייתי נותן לך חיבור גדול, אם זה היה אפשר. הייתי מאושר, כה מאושר, אבל אני הקטן, איך אוכל לחבק את בורא עולם, כה נעלם ונסתר, כל כך מושלם. אבל אני הקטן, איך אוכל להחזיר קצת טוב אל האבא, האבא של כולם. Pretty amazing. Avremo Avram Fried with Anishar. Ahava Rabba done by Sam Glazer. You heard Micha Gammerman in there with Bazman Azeh. Yerach Miel in Miami with Esmach and Laolam Vaed. David Lowy in there with Colorful. Friday morning in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. In the background is Galei Tzal. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. 40 minutes from now, Malcolm Honline joins us. He's Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He'll join us coming up for the weekly update at JM in the AM. Make sure to be tuned in. You don't want to miss it, that's for sure. Galei Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Friday is next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. גליצה לשעה שתיים, צהריים טובים, כאן הגר קרני עם מה שקורה עכשיו. תושבי היישובים נאות הכיכר עין תמר ונווה זוהר שבערבה הונחו להסתגר בבתיהם בעקבות דליפת ברום במפעלי ים המלח, כתבתנו מוריה אסרף. הדלפה של החומר המסוכן והרעיל התגלתה הבוקר במפעלי ים המלח. כדי למנוע סיכון לאוכלוסייה הוחלט לפנות חקלאים מהשטח ולסגור את כביש 90 באזור לתנועת כלי רכב. מועצה אזורית תמר, בתיאום עם משטרת ישראל, הנחתה את תושבי היישובים הסמוכים להסתגר בבתיהם, והורים נקראו לאסוף את ילדיהם ממוסדות בעקבות הדלפה. כעת נציגי המשרד להגנת הסביבה נמצאים במקום וחוקרים את נסיבות האירוע.
תושבי עוטף עזה הונחו להגביר ערנות ולא להתקרב לבלונים או עפיפונים שנחתו בשטח ישראל. זאת בעקבות מציאת בלוני הליום ממולכדים ביישובים הסמוכים לגדר. בשעה האחרונה ירה כוח צה"ל ירי אזהרה לעבר חוליה שהפריחה בלוני תבערה. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש מציין כי החל מהבוקר נשלחו עשרות עפיפונים ובלונים לעבר יישובי העוטף, ובחמאס מאיימים כי אלפים עוד צפויים לנחות בישראל במהלך היום. אסיר ביטחוני תקף לפני זמן קצר סוהרים בכלא נפחה שליד מצפה רמון. כתבתנו הדס שטייף. בצהריים בעת שסוהרים נכנסו לתא בכלא נפחה שבדרום, וביקשו לקחת אסיר ביטחונים התא לבידוד, החלו חבריו האסירים הביטחוניים לתקוף את הסוהרים. למקום הוזעק תגבור, הסוהרים הצליחו להשתלט על המתפרעים ולהעבירם לצינוקות. זאת תוך כדי שאסירים אחרים דופקים על דלתות ומעוררים מהומה. הכוחות המיוחדים שהוזעקו לכלא השתלטו על המהומה, וכעת שקט. רוסיה קוראת להסרת העיצומים נגד קוריאה הצפונית, כך מסרה דוברת משרד החוץ במוסקבה. שלושה ימים אחרי הפסגה ההיסטורית בסינגפור, גם בקרמלין פועלים להתקרבות לפיונגיאנג, כאשר אתמול הוזמן שליט קוריאה הצפונית קים לביקור במוסקבה בחודש ספטמבר. עלייה במחירי הדירות החדשות, כך לפי הלשכה המרכזית לסטטיסטיקה, כתבנו ניתאי ענבי. מדד מחירי הדירות החדשות עלה בחודשים מרס ואפריל באחוז ושש עשיריות, כש-26% מהעסקאות שכלולות בו היו בתוכנית מחיר למשתכן. מדד מחירי הדירות הכללי נותר בתקופה זו ללא שינוי, אך ב-12 החודשים האחרונים השלים ירידה של שתי עשיריות האחוז. במחוזות ירושלים, הצפון וחיפה נרשמו עליות מחירים, במרכז ובתל אביב ירידות, ובדרום ללא שינוי. כוכב הכדורגל המצרי מוחמד סאלח לא ישחק בהרכב הפותח של נבחרתו במשחקה הראשון בגביע העולם ברוסיה, כתבנו אופיר יונתן. המשחק בין אורוגוואי למצרים יחל בעוד כשעה באיצטדיון בעיר יקטרינבורג. כוכב ליברפול והפרעונים, מוחמד סאלח, לא נמצא באחד עשר של נבחרתו וישב על הספסל בתחילת המשחק. מאוחר יותר היום, בשש, תשחק נבחרת מרוקו נגד איראן, ובמרכז משחקי היום, בתשע, אלופת אירופה הנוכחית פורטוגל תשחק נגד ספרד, תחזית מזג האוויר חמה הרגיל לעונה. מחר שבת עלייה נוספת במידות החום וייעשה שרבי. אלה החדשות שעורך מרון ששון. בצוות איטיאל דינר ומיכאל אבו. Thank you. 
the seventh day, the seventh day of every week. Each up is our day of rest for the one above. We look our best, sing a song of praise. Shabbos we shall keep. Ms. J.M. in the A.M. It's a good one. It's R.E.A. Kunstler with Mizmor Shirley on Moshavo. Solomon Brothers had Omdos. You heard Shalom Aleichem from the Moshav Band. And, of course, Yaakov Shweki's brand new one, Yishtabach. Uh, Yaakov Shweki was in touch with us. We contacted him, and um, he has been in touch with us about uh, an appearance here on J.M. in the A.M. He is trying to shore up his schedule for next week. We may end up, we may end up with some amazing Jewish music stars, um visiting us and speaking with us next week here at JMN, which will be great. Uh, so we're going to see how things fall into place over the weekend, and hopefully we'll have some big announcements coming up early next week right here 
at JM and the AM. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there and the granddads and the great-granddads. And I say that because, thank God, Baruch Hashem in our community, we have the uniqueness of having great-grandfathers out there. And I would bet if we searched uh, not so difficultly, not so, not so hard, not so long, uh, we'd find some great-great-granddads as well. So to all of them, a very, very happy Father's Day. Erev Shabbos Parshas Korach with candle lighting time at 8.08 on this Erev Shabbos. 8.08, your official candle lighting time on this Erev Shabbos. I mentioned that um, the last three Fridays in the month of June, we are utilizing to remind everybody who has not yet given to our spring fundraiser to please do so. And we'll be reminding you why it's so important to do so. Uh, there are two methods that people are utilizing. Many people have an envelope in their home already. Those who are on our mailing list um, have an envelope already in their home with a um, with the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting address on it. Just send that back with a generous donation pa- made payable to Foundation of Jewish Broadcasting, and we are set, and we thank you for that. We thank you very, very much for that. That's one method. The other method is to go to the uh, web fjbunity.org. Again, it's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. So it's fjbunity.org. When you go to that website, you can give as generously as you wish. Those of you who, you know, look at this venture as one that uh, is there for you every single day of the year, and we are, you can give $360, right? $1 a day. If you want to give 50 cents a day, that would be 180. Want to give a quarter a day, it would be five times high. Whatever you want. Uh, it's your choice. It's your decision, obviously, and every single dollar is appreciated, but we want everyone to participate. So if you haven't yet participated in our spring fundraiser, utilize today or next Friday or any time in the middle of the week uh, to give to us at fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. The general manager of the Nahum Single Network, Miriam L. Wallach, is with us live via telephone. Good morning to you. Good morning. I thought of the following overnight, and I wanted to share it with you, and I would hope you would uh, expand on it. Uh, for this audience, uh, there are, and you're familiar with this, there are services out there, apps, websites, etc., that give you access to amazing content, whether it's movies, TV, original television content, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and they charge, I don't know, what could it be, $4.99 a month, $6.99 a month, $2.99 a month, everyone's got a fee, right? Oh, absolutely. And you multiply that by 12 months, and people, for their TV, for their news, for whatever subscription, I think there's even... An athlete's uh, specific website, you know, with, with enhanced articles and an, an analysis, all of those cost per month. And if you put it all together, you know, times twelve, uh, it could be fifty bucks a year. It could be a hundred bucks a year. Some of them, I'm sure, you know, are services that can be, you know, close to one eighty, two hundred dollars a year. So there are people out there who, obviously, based on their generosity and their response to our campaign, understand the importance of keeping us going and supporting our content supporting the fact that we are making available to the public amazing and incredible shows every single day of the year. So I thought if you joined me, uh, you'd be able to remind everybody that this subscription service is really free, but we encourage everybody to enact their own subscription price and give as generously as they can. So what do you say? You think we can convince people to Look at it as I don't know five, six, seven, ten dollars a month, and give a hundred or a hundred and eighty or whatever amount they wish to the to the spring fundraiser for JM and the AM and the Nachum Single Network. Listen, people pay a lot more for a lot less. 
in terms of the content, in terms of the content that we are dishing out, that we are providing, that we make sure is of a professional and original quality every single day. That is live every single day. I mean, it's worth much more than people are paying for certain newspaper subscriptions, for certain you know, newsletters that end up in their inboxes. And there's a human being here. There's always a human being here. It's really quite a unique opportunity to connect, to be informed. And, yeah, you should take out a subscription, 100%. Part of, of the network's um, mission, so to speak, ensures that we remain at $0 a month. That, you know, we don't, we don't ask you to buy the app. We don't ask you to... Yeah, there's not one feature on the app we, we charge for. Correct. We don't, we don't, we, and by the way, that's a testament to you. Yeah. And when we were launching the app, so many voices turned to us and said, you really need to have people pay for this. Let them have access to the archives of $5 a month, the whole thing. Right. And, oh, the, the how about the music mixes? Right. The um, workout mixes? Right. I mean, absolutely. You're paying for Spotify. You pay for this. You pay for that. And even and even those who founded the app thought, hey, a dollar, you know, a dollar just as a basic purchase of the app for 99 cents, you know, that type of thing would obviously be, uh, you know, a, a no-brainer for most people out there. We didn't even do that. No, and we could have been one of those apps that automatically renews you and you forget and you <laughs> end up paying every single month. Thank you, Weight Watchers. You end up paying every single month and you don't use their service anymore. But we didn't want to go that route. That, that wasn't true to our mission. It wasn't true to the way you started JM and the AM. And so we, we, we left that money on the table, so to speak. We walked away from that. But in turn, we are asking people to support us. And by the way, if what you can do as a listener is $5 a month, fantastic. Perfect. It, Perfect. Is, it is absolutely appreciated. Yeah, we, we, we are announcing pledges and donations here that are way less, no complaint, than $5 a month. So literally, establish your own subscription, folks. If you want to give a really generous donation, we don't mind if you subscribe at 180 a month. That's fine, and there are people who do that. But if you and we've had people on the air recently who who made pledges like that. But if you want to uh, subscribe, as Miriam just said, at five dollars a month, that's also fine. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org. And Miriam Wallach, I want to just you know I, I want to just share with you. I thought this was really um, I thought this was really uh, poignant. Um, early this morning, I discovered two very very recent donations. One of which I, I believe was given after the pitch that I gave um, about an hour ago on the air. And I think the messages in these donations, they're both $36, I believe, but I think the messages really, you know, bring the point home. I want to thank Arnie Bronstein, our good friend from the uh, Upper West Side. Uh, he, he gives in honor of Nahum Siegel's amazing accomplishment to be able to do this for all these years. Only wish you and your group many more years, many more years to come. Future Siegel children, Dor Vidar, to follow in your original development of an original dream that has surpassed all your hopes to FJB. Nothing can stop you now from that song. Remember that song? You're, mm -hmm. the, you're the best. Your endless dedication all these years. God bless you. Arnie of Specialty Distribution. And I, I and this was, by the way, before I even gave, this is from last night, before I even wow. gave that pitch, which is exactly what I said earlier. It's funny, I just discovered this now. It's exactly what I said earlier, that this is a dream that I never thought would become a reality, the Nahum Siegel Network. And sure enough, 
people are tuned in everywhere, are listening in, and are hoping, are hoping that their next generation will be able to have this at their fingertips like this generation has. And, you know, whether whether it's, again, whether it's people related to me or not, that, that is really the last piece of our mission. And, yes, that really is the last piece of our mission to make sure there's a continuity to this concept for years and decades. So one of our listeners out there, at least one, really, really gets it. And then Philip Heimowitz, uh, after I did give that pitch earlier this morning, a double high donation. He says, thank you for all you do for jury throughout the world. And, you know, this is, uh, I'm glad he put it that way because I wanted to mention this to you because no one could appreciate this more than you. And that is that, you know, the more money we have, the more we can make an impact around the world. So people would say, what do you mean? You're, you're an operation that's there on a daily basis. Anybody globally can hear you. Yeah, we get that. And believe me, we're really happy about it. But we have so many dreams and projects. Everybody remembers Paris. Everybody remembers Venice. Everybody remembers Houston. Everybody remembers what we did in Israel at the time of the stabbing uh, epidemic. Uh, I mean, everyone, every, our listeners, our regular listeners remember, we have, we have so many things we want to do in so many places around the world. We have so many concepts, so many ideas. You can't imagine the creativity that has been discussed in this studio every day for the last 10, 20 years. All we need is your support. So again, you, you noticed. Did you notice, Miriam Wallach, when the person gave $36? I didn't demand more. I didn't, no. I didn't say it with derision. I didn't say it with, with disappointment. That's their subscription that they, that they have agreed to. All we're asking is that everybody out there during this spring fundraiser in its last three days, the last three Fridays of June, that everyone do the same thing. You want to give 50, you want to give 100, we encourage you to give 180, we encourage you to give 360. And by the way, one of our listeners, remember that? One of our listeners pointed that out. At 360 is appropriate because it's a dollar a day, and they feel feel that's an appropriate uh, donation. But there are others who have given much, much more, and whatever it is that you'd like to give to support us, believe you me, every penny is being utilized really, really well. So return your envelopes. Get them in before the end of the month, please, because our spring fundraiser will, of course, end on uh, what is essentially Shabbos or Batamos, that Shabbos, the last Shabbos of June, and um, no, last era of Shabbos of June, I should say. Right. And um, and uh, please go to the website right now, fjbunity.org. We are going to have a comprehensive discussion about the news of this week like no other outfit on earth can have. A hundred percent. And Malcolm, you've given me so many things to think about. Number one, I didn't realize I would be managing Binyamin's campaign and his <laughs> career at some point. Um, I'm looking forward to that next generation, really. It's going to be great. One second, um, one second. Before you continue, fjbunity.org. I just want to make sure it's clear so everybody can get there and make their pledge and their and their dedication. FJB, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. Again, it's fjbunity.org. Get to the website. Be as generous as possible. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So first of all, you know, Benjamin and I have a great future together. Yeah. It's going to be great. Second of all, I just also want to put something else in perspective. Besides the fact that people have subscriptions and memberships to things that they don't new, they don't use or enjoy nearly as much as they do this network. But also, as a person with a coffee habit, I can tell you that if I or someone else like me cut down on my purchase of coffee, let's say by a half or even a third a month, I would much, I would very easily be able to give five dollars a month to FJB. Hmm. All right. Just keep it in perspective. You're enjoying what you're listening to. You're enjoying this, whether it's the live lunch. And by the way, for those people who didn't hear the live lunch yesterday, Nahum had a great 
Father's Day gift. And by the way, it's one of a kind. It is one of a kind because you can't do it anywhere else. You can't get it anywhere else. But if you want to sponsor our programming this Sunday in honor of your father or grandfather or husband or someone else who truly enjoys everything that we do here at the Nachum Siegel Network, go to fjbunity.org and make sure to sponsor Sunday. There's a tab there that says sponsorship opportunities. You can look at those, and like Miriam just said, you could add your own. I'll be more than happy to dedicate Sunday's programming as uh, you have your Father's Day celebration and you have the music on in the background. Uh, to your father, grandfather, whoever it is that you'd like to dedicate that to. Another great idea. We're very creative here, everybody. Very creative. Go to the Sponsorship Opportunities page at fjbunity.org. fjbunity.org. Final point, because I know people want to get back to the music and back to our regular programming. Final point on this first of the last three days, the last three Fridays of our spring fundraiser. And that's something we said last week. And it was proven again this week. And I hope everybody, we have such amazing, we have amazing listenership every single day. Booming numbers. Friday is booming times one and a half. Mm. Like, it's just crazy. I would hope everybody, if you're tuned in Friday only, uh, listen in on the other days of the week. I am asking questions of our guests that nobody else would. Yep. I am doing interviews, I, I promise you, I'm doing interviews that you'll never find, um, that you'll never find a duplicate of. Uh, on the web, in articles, through still pictures, uh, even through other people's Facebook Live, we, we we just we I don't know what it is. Whatever the reason is, I have I've I've been I thank God I have the ability to ask questions that the common man and common woman want asked of the guests in our community, and people enjoy that and people appreciate it and people you know look back on it and tell others you got to hear this interview. And it happened again this week. I can't cite a, a perfect example of this moment because I can't think right now in terms of who our guests were this week. But it happened again this week where people are on the air and we are we are we are we are uh, uh, utilizing uh, their presence to support great causes and to ask questions that either nobody else is asking or nobody else is asking with our community in mind. So please, if you if you say to yourself, "What do you mean? There are music streams out there." There, I have my own CDs and my own iPod and iPad. I mean, what do I need this for? The answer is that that when you when you're providing something unique and a service that's completely different than anything else on planet Earth, then it's legitimate that we ask you to support it. So 100%. please, please do so. FJBUnity.org, FJBUnity.org, and of course, return your envelopes. If you want to send a donation directly because you don't like the web and you don't like uh, and, and you haven't received anything in the mail from us. It's very, very simple. It's Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. That's how you make your check payable. Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. And it's 551 Grand Street, G-R-A-N-D, 551 Grand Street, second floor, New York, New York, 1002. 551 Grand Street, New York, New York, 1002, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. It's as simple as that. Okay. Thank you, Miriam Wallach. Thank you, Nachum. And let us hope that this will turn out to be a great success, our spring fundraiser, which wraps up just a couple of weeks from now. Absolutely. Thanks so much, and a Shabbat Shalom to you. More coming up. It is a Friday Erev Shabbos at JM and the AM. Tommy, 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 the same call.
ואם צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. דרורי כלבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. דרוש נביא, ואולמים, ואות ישר, עשה עימי, נטע שורק בתוך כרמי, ששבת בני עמי, ששבת בני עמי. צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. דרוריקה לבנים בת, ואם צורכם כמו בבת, ואם שמכם ולא יושבת, שבונחו ביום שבת. דרוח פורה, בתוך בצרה, וגם בבל, אשר גברה, לתוצרי באף עברה, שמקום
JM in the AM. Leviathan with Draw Ye Cry. Before that, a good uh, draw, another great draw you crowd done by Udi Davidi. You heard Ari Goldwagon there with Bissimcha. Want to thank those who have been responding to our plea to keep our uh, spring fundraiser on the radar. Anybody who hasn't given yet, we're utilizing the last three Fridays of the month of June to remind everybody to participate with us. Uh, it's very simple, you know. Go to fjbunity.org. That's the easiest way to give. Go to fjbunity.org to support our work here. At the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, again, that's FJB Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, FJBUnity.org. Want to thank, want to thank uh, Tammy Blitzky, who just donated at FJBUnity.org, and I want to thank Gloria Rappaport, one hundred plus eight dollars just now at FJBUnity.org. Tadaraba. Thank you for your encouragement and your support. Weekly updates coming up. It's Friday. Erev Shabbos Parshas Korach with candlelighting in New York at 8.08. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Sunday is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And as I said earlier, in our community, Baruch Hashem, you could say Happy Father's Day to fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers. And I would bet there's somebody in this audience, thank God, Baruch Hashem, who could say happy Father's Day to a great-great-grandfather. That is how different and fortunate this generation is. If everybody would realize it, boy, it would be an amazing accomplishment if we got everybody to realize it. Uh, so happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Father's Day this coming Sunday. J.M. and with a reminder, if uh, you go to jewishworldreview.com, jewishworldreview.com, you can print out thousands of articles before Shabbos. And enjoy some great analysis about what's happening in Israel and the Jewish world. Go to jewishworldview.com and do it today. Also, a reminder, onlysimchas.com continues to utilize our amazing content in their daily presentation of uh, incredible news from around the Jewish world in their news feed. Get into the habit of checking out the Only Simchas news feed every single day. Onlysimchas.com is the way to do it, obviously. Onlysimchas.com. And a special shout-out to our friends at the Brooklyn Cyclones, who I have dubbed... The Brooklyn High Clones, because they're in their 18th year. This coming Tuesday night, they are saluting the Jewish community with Jewish Heritage Night. And I want to thank the Brooklyn Cyclones, Steve Cohen, and everybody who's been so nice to us over the years. I'll be there, Bezrat Hashem. Yeah, before I go to the big wedding Tuesday night, I'll be stopping by at the big game. Uh, the Cyclones are in action Tuesday night for Jewish Heritage Night. They'll have a rabbis versus cantors game before the game <laughs> on the field, which is pretty funny. Uh, I hope to announce that, and um, and that's all happening Tuesday. Information, brooklyncyclones.com. Bring your family, your friends, all those you want to meet up with between camp and school, between school and camp, rather. Um, bring them all to the game this coming Tuesday, Jewish Heritage Night. Go to brooklyncyclones.com. Again, that's brooklyncyclones.com. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of major American Jewish organizations, joins us for the weekly update Fridays here at JM and the AM. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM and the AM. Uh, good morning to you, Nachum. I love Shabbos. Yeah, it's Erev. Thank, thank God it's Erev Shabbos, huh? <laughs> thank God it's Erev Shabbos. Never comes soon enough. 
Uh, that's for sure. I love the tourism statistics. Now, I know that you know the month of May did have Israel 70, so obviously it's a little bit skewed. But it's amazing to watch those numbers go up every single month and the percentages. You know, it's one thing when you beat when you beat last year's tourism statistics to Israel by three, four, five percent. You know, great accomplishment. But when you see 17, or in some cases, depending on the stat, 30 percent, it's remarkable. A lot of people traveling to Israel now. A lot of people, and from all over. And it's uh, it's very interesting to see the the statistics for countries like uh, China and India let alone those from the United States, which is reaching much higher numbers. Really incredible. Summer's here, and uh, not only will people be visiting, but obviously people will be moving to Israel as well as that trend continues. Thank God. We don't realize that we are living in such an important era of Jewish history. Well, I shouldn't say we don't realize. Many people don't realize that we are living in such an important era of Jewish history. And uh, if more people would realize it, I think... uh, their attitudes toward many different things would be different. Not Absolutely, the- and and it's true on so many fronts, uh, from the rediscoveries of our past to the advances to the future that will carry through the 21st century to the uh, changes that are taking place in on every realm. I mean, I just saw a statistic that the study that amongst all different religions, Jews maintain younger Jews maintain their parents' religious beliefs more than anybody else, which is contrary to what I think most people would have expected. That's for sure. Unbelievable. Just unbelievable. By the way, what happens when you're in the Johannesburg government and you express uh, a positive comment about Israel? That can be very dangerous, Malcolm. It can be very dangerous, and thank God we have a very courageous Jewish community in South Africa who have continuously spoken up and uh, do speak up, but uh, you know the hope is that maybe with uh, Zuma out there will be changes. So far, we haven't seen it, but we're still hopeful that that will be the case. Uh, an innocent statement about South Africa, or maybe it was the city of Johannesburg being a friend of Israel, and the health minister ends up being suspended. So you got to be careful what you say. Right. But the public statements that are made in support of Israel, obviously, much appreciated. That's for sure. But it also shows you how. You know, a simple statement is sometimes a very big risk that when someone comes out, depending on the circumstances, in favor of Israel or says something positive about Israel, they are literally taking a risk to the point that they could lose their job or in some countries, as you know, much worse than that. All right. Everybody wants to know what you thought of the uh, Trump-Kim summit, if you thought it was productive uh, in the aftermath of their big meeting. Uh, what you, what's your evaluation of that uh, of that encounter? I think time will tell. I think as to the real impact, the long-term consequence and significance, uh, will it be a, me- a model for, for Iran? Will it send a message to Iran that they're becoming more isolated? Uh, how it impacts uh, China and Japan uh, and North, uh, South Korea, how Japan and South Korea being strong allies of the United States. But nobody can diminish the fact that the president um, undertook to go to Singapore, met with Kim, uh, the, the image of the you know the two of them is not something anybody would have anticipated a year ago, right. and you know it's easy to, to knock it. It's easy to downplay the significance, but uh, had it failed, had it blown up, you can be sure that we would have seen headline after headline, and the fact that it it didn't. And again, we don't know what the final outcome will be, um, and I hope that there will be the retention of the policy of being direct and tough and showing that we mean it 
we see the impact of it there in, in the fact that Rocket Man uh, came around and uh, hopefully is sincere in it. We, it's, it's something you only know by testing it. Uh, you know, dictators have a lot of flexibility in what they can say and do. His country was also under tremendous economic pressures. And I think that the message vis-a-vis Iran was seen also this past week when the, uh, with the Al-Quds Day last Friday, which was is the Jerusalem Day, uh, initiated 15 years ago by Iran to uh, mark the Six-Day War and the reunification of Jerusalem. And they, of course, marked the loss of East Jerusalem. And this year they combined it with Naqsa Day, which is the Palestinian commemoration of the Six-Day War, as opposed to Nakba Day, which is what they do annually to mark Israel Independence Day and the protests that accompany that. So the Iranians thought that by combining the two, they would augment the participation, the visibility, the impact of Al-Quds Day. And I, I have to say that it's quite remarkable to see the reports about what the real reaction was. And, and the attendance was much less than what people expected. Uh, the people themselves demonstrated by uh, yelling, we will not die for Iran, for not Gaza, not Lebanon, only Iran, our lives for Iran, meaning they reject the support for Hezbollah, for Hamas, and say that they want to, uh, their attention and, and is about the situation in Iran. And this, this is something that we heard shouted during the Green Revolution in 2009. Uh, and this is, uh, and, and I remember that um, Khamenei, said recently that those who say this, anyone who continues to use the slogan, are low lives who serve the enemies, and um, he blasted And of course, it comes with risk. And on social media, there were calls by people of death to the leader, and the in some of the marches, the underground movies of the marches, uh, and, uh, and uh, hashtags like no to the Islamic Republic. These are you talk about courageous moves in the reference to South Africa and elsewhere. I mean, you think about the consequences. Um, people in various airports have been surprised to see the protests against the regime uh, by people who hijack computer screens uh, showing the flight information at um, the airports in Mashhad and I know Tabriz and, and others. Secondly, Israel launched a Persian digital media uh, Twitter page, I guess, and it reached two and a half million Iranians, and there were tens of thousands of tweets with the hashtag "We Stand with Israel," stating their position about how they love Israel. And again, remember the setting where this is coming from: people making reference to, to the Talmudic era, the long-standing relationships. This is a, a, an important statement because a lot had been invested by Iran in the this Al Quds Day commemoration, and. I think it it backfired completely on them. The second part is look at the messages being sent every day by major companies pulling out of Iran every day. Nike shoes refused to sell them uh, sneakers for their World uh, Cup World team. Cup, right. The the uh, Hyundai and uh, Peugeot and Mazda. And uh, others, uh, there's a Japanese company that that um, uh, pulled out from a three and a half billion dollar deal. That, and these are, are, are all huge uh, enterprises. It's not you know hundred thousand dollars sales of uh, 
of uh, uh, individual items. Even Korean companies now, others, uh, major energy companies from Europe, from elsewhere, and they can't put a stop to it. The Europeans tried, and they repeatedly tried, and they offered guarantees at first, none of which are going to materialize. So we're seeing um, the, the examples, one after another, of uh, refineries and others, uh, other companies, international companies, pulling out of Iran and Iran's economy, reflecting it. All right. Well, not to minimize it, of course. The, uh, I mean, they're worried about the, their their pocketbook suffering and what you know if, in fact, they'd be uh, they they'd be um, in any way marginalized, you know, in dealing uh, with the rest of the world, which I get, and that's why those companies, of course, are very careful. Uh, what to do at this point with Iran. But the people of Iran, as you describe, it's amazing that, I mean, obviously, uh, un- unless, you know, it's not as dramatic as I think, they, they essentially are facing death. Not that they, you know, even if there's not an official death penalty for these protests or for certain public statements, there's no reason uh, why a government like that would not find a way to execute somebody. And I know I'm going to the extreme, but you get my point. And the courageousness, the bravery on their part is amazing. When you think about what they're willing to say, you know, publicly or willing to, uh, you know, encourage others not to demonstrate, et cetera, et cetera. So. That's right. And, and uh, you know, people also should remember when you asked about North Korea, the mm-hmm. connection of North Korea to, uh, to the events in the Middle East. Remember the nuclear reactor that Israel took out in Syria was right. a North Korean initiative with Iran. Right. The ballistic missiles that Iran is testing as a, a large component of the North Korean input and their, their, their scientists are in North Korea when they were launching the missile, their missiles and nuclear tests, and the reverse true in when Iran was doing it. it it's, it's a closely bound uh, relationship. So this, uh, this has a, a much more direct significance than perhaps uh, people believe in terms of the Middle East situation. By the way, uh, if, Iran, if Iran's leaders complain now, you know, why hasn't President Trump offered to uh, meet with us? I, I would assume you agree with Thomas Friedman on this, that the president has offered multiple times. It's the clerics and the leaders of Iran that would never sit down at the table with him. They refuse that. They mock him. They right. uh, denigrate him. But so did, they, they uh, actually came out with a public statement this week, upset that he went to Singapore and, and rebuffed them. That's not fair. I mean, fair. Not that they should be fair. But it's, but it's completely inaccurate. Trump would be more than happy to sit down and start a summit with them if that's uh, if that's what they want. Yeah, but I think that there have to be some understandings before. Right. Uh, you know, we're not. It's not completely parallel situations. He has said that he, you know, he sees himself as a master deal maker, and perhaps he will prove that. But the, um, uh, you know, Iran is a very encumbered uh, situation. We see the continuing and the escalating um, undermining of regimes in the region. <laughs> they're they're. The troublemaking by Iran continues, and we have very delicate situations. You know, Jordan has a new prime minister. We see the demonstrations continuing there. That's obviously of great concern. And the Saudis, UAE, and Kuwait came up with $2.5 billion to help shore up the government and to put some money in the bank there and to get guarantees from the World Bank, etc. But the demonstrations are continuing, and but because all of them, the lenders, and the World Bank are demanding reforms and to cut the subsidies. And the people are saying, you know, are, are demonstrating for a long time now against it. They haven't targeted the king per se, but they demonstrate against the prime minister. And the uh, so it's a very delicate situation, which Iran exploits, as they do every situation. Egypt 
also changed their defense minister, interior minister. A lot of this has to do still with the the post. Now he was elected, he can move more freely, but also to do with the security situation there. And the um, so the you know Iran is continuing in every respect, whether it's in the missiles and nuclear, all the areas that we know, and their efforts in the Gulf, their efforts. In the um, in Yemen and elsewhere, and certainly in Syria, it doesn't change. And by the way, if if, if the economic situation only exacerbates, you know, the the impatience of its citizens, of its residents, I didn't realize what the water situation is. Ninety six percent of Iran is in a drought situation. Ninety seven, and I, I did mention this uh, on the program a couple of weeks ago, uh, and have been talked about it for a long time. But again, it shows you how the American media. The world media, you know, will not focus on a, a, a reality that is shocking, that half the country is in, in a deep drought, meaning that people are leaving, they're moving to the cities, they don't have water, the, there's no agriculture, there's no, um, the wildlife is dying. It, 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 people don't realize how parched and how bad it is. Netanyahu made a video this week talking to the Iranian people, Prime Minister Netanyahu, uh, um, offering directly help. offering them all the technologies and stuff that Israel has to offer them uh, in terms of, of water, water reclamation, water desalination, etc. But Iran mocked uh, his offer rather than saying, you know, we're putting the concerns of our people and their needs first. So that this is another manifestation of Iran's internal collapse the, the internal situation being uh, what it is, they may do more to try to divert attention towards external uh, enemies or uh, issues um, in the hope of uniting the people. But so far, that has not worked. And people continue to focus on the abuses of the government and to, uh, to be more and more vocal in various places to, to, to talk about. It. And we know that Iran... This week, you know, gave $250 to everybody who got wounded near the border in Gaza and held a big iftar dinner uh, there with the leadership of <laughs> Hamas in attendance. So instead of the money going to their people and, yeah. and serving the needs of the Iranian people who are in dire need, they're using it to encourage terrorism. Unbelievable. It's America's one and only <clears throat> Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the Nahum Segal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Big shout out to those listening in Quebec City at the moment. Quebec City checking in. I want to remind everybody we're in the first of our three final days of our spring fundraiser, unofficial days, of course, as we want everybody in the month of June uh, to make sure to participate in our spring fundraiser. If you haven't yet, don't forget fjbunity.org. Fjbunity.org is what keeps this type of program going every single day. Fjbunity.org. FJB for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org. Malcolm Holmline with us. By the way, is this another uh, indication, this meeting between the Indonesian Muslim leader and Prime Minister Netanyahu, that, that they also have needs and wants from Israel, just like so many other leaders from around the world, including uh, Muslim leaders and leaders of Muslim countries who are trying their hardest to forge a decent relationship with Israel? I would I would assume there's, there, there's some... Uh, uh, there, there, there's some uh, want or need in the mind of Indonesia if this is happening. Am I right? Well, the, he's not an Indonesian government official. He's the head of the Muslim organization that represents 60 million people. So his presence in Israel, 
his uh, the meeting with the prime minister. I don't know if it was intended or or on the sidelines, but the fact is that they met, and that we see these breakthroughs happening with greater regularity, with people who would not have thought of meeting or going to Israel, uh, doing so. So I think that it's. Um, you know, the significance should not be underestimated. These these are important breakthroughs. And, you know, there was another one, um, the Secretary of Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security, visited Israel and met with her counterpart, Gilad Erdan, in the embassy in Jerusalem. Wow. It is the first American official, I think, to ho- have an official meeting in uh, in the new embassy. So, no, they're not backing off. They, they're reinforcing uh, the message. And I think it's that you know it hardly got attention, but I think it's really important. And she had a very good visit, um, uh, Kirsten Nielsen, to to uh, to Israel, went to the Egyptian border to study how Israel's defense me- measures that may have applications uh, elsewhere. I know that some people get frustrated. That I harp on this so much, but it, you just have to step back. A hundred years ago, World War One was ending. A hundred years later. You know, two, three generations later, could you imagine what what that generation of Jews would have said if they saw in the future a prime minister of Israel being courted by by people who represent hundreds of millions of people around the world? It just it, it's baffling. I, I feel I feel it's important to always point this out, even though we are discussing you know the the hardcore news of the day. I think it's so important to point this out once in a while. Uh, absolutely, we have to remind people, and people should talk about this all the time. They can talk about the fact that Miss Iraq visited her Israeli counterpart um, and, of course, will face, you know, a lot of threats and stuff, and she doesn't care. She, she defends her position. But if you're right, if people 50 years ago, 25 years ago, would have been told that Intel is putting $5 billion into a plant in Kiryat Gat, they would have said, this is crazy. There's no way that this is going to happen. And seeing all of the stuff that is being developed and all of the reactions, the fact that embassies are moving to Jerusalem, the fact that, uh, you know, they, they harp on the fact that the U.N. voted 120 to 8 against Israel. It's an automatic vote. And, you know, the U.N. doesn't change. But the uh, and but there were about 50 abstentions. Right. Uh, but And then the U.S. vote actually passed, but it didn't get a two-thirds majority, which is what you need to amend the, uh, the resolution where... Hamas and others would have, uh, the terrorists would have been blamed for their responsibility for the violence. But you see, UN doesn't change. It doesn't matter. We have to look at all the developments around the world. We have to reinforce it. The Russians held their National Day celebration in Jerusalem for the first time, and the Prime Minister went to it. Now, they, they do say that they want to see a Palestinian capital there, too. But the fact that they would, after all the events of recent weeks with the opening of the embassy, that they chose to move their National Day celebration, their dignitaries and ambassador, to Jerusalem is an important statement. Yeah. Uh, so many things I want to react to here. First of all, um, the, um, the the U.N. – here's how I understand it. I, I would assume I have this wrong, so you'll tell me, uh, you'll tell me you know, what the, the reality is. So there's a, a re- resolution, General Assembly, only eight vote on quote-unquote Israel's side. That's the resolution against Israel, correct? That's how it starts. Right. Th- then the one-sided resolution that condemns Israel Israel's for the violence, violence right. essentially, the and violence Gaza. In, 
in Gaza. So then right. the, the Nikki Haley, what, insists or procedurally, how does it work? It creates an amendment to that? that she re- proposed an amendment. And now remember, there's no veto at the security, in, as there is in the Security Council in the General Assembly. It's just a vote. Right. And to, to amend the resolution, you need a two-thirds of uh, the, two, you need two-thirds of the member states to so the significance, it. And they came just, they right. were short of that. So the significance is that on that vote, there was a majority. Again, not what they needed, but the fact that there was a majority is pretty significant. And if I, and if I read correctly, and I don't know if this was unexpected or not, but they said every European country voted on the quote-unquote good side on that one. Which is shocking. Which is shocking, or what? How would you categorize that? No, because I mean, even they can't deny right, right. The, the realities of what's happening on the ground. I mean, you right. can't. You look at these. You know, today they say they're going to launch five thousand kites. Right. That, Aside that, from the rockets that they fired and the attempts to cross the border, something Europeans are very concerned about for themselves. But, you know, people dismiss and people minimize, and I'm sure at the UN people say, ah, you know, balloons, kites, who cares? They've cost millions and millions and millions of dollars of damage. They destroyed thousands of acres they, of farmland, of crops. They set fire to factories, fo- uh, forest fires. There were, I think there were 10 uh, in one day last week. And, the, um, you know, they caused real damage. Now they're using uh, drones to cut, bring them down into drones with uh, blades on them that enable them to cut down the uh, balloons and kites. And, and they fire warning shots. And eventually they're going to have to start shooting because this is not innocent acts. These are, they found that this is a way to attack Israel. They say they can get the balloons as much as 25 miles inside of Israel. The uh, and whether it's twenty miles or fifteen miles, it can do huge damage. The um, and and the need to to declare it and to say we gave you warning, we, we're, we're going to fire warning shots, and if you continue, there will be consequences. Israel will have to strike at the source of it. Israel will have to cannot allow this uh, just just to go on. It's it's uh, very damaging, and for the people living on the borders, it's it's a very frightening. Um, to see these these balloons that are carrying Molotov cocktails uh, landing uh, near them. I'm sure you read some of the press accounts because Israel, some would say brilliantly, others may have other opinions, uh, brought many journalists to the area to see what was going on firsthand. What do you think of the assessments by by you know some of the journalists who were there? The coverage till now has been uh, ridiculous. The equation of the equating of the Israeli and Palestinian responsibility, in fact, putting the onus uh, only on Israel. There's no border in the world where a country would, would permit what, what has been taking place at the Gaza border. They would have taken much stricter action long before the, uh, the extent to which Israel goes to avoid uh, casualties. Uh, you know, there, were, there was a report yesterday that there were 250 terrorist attacks in, against Israel last year, seventy percent of the terrorists were killed in the act. So they prevented, and they were able to spoil uh, these uh, these attacks. But it's not because then it's not there aren't attempts to do it. Now, should Israel have a policy that says, well, you know, you just got to let them do it, and you know, to carry out the attack, then you can do something about it, or do they say our job is to is to is to protect our citizens that's the responsibility of a government and if you can preempt it if you can prevent it you do what's necessary to do that 
and and you know there's a lot of mingling and by other countries we see that not only did, did Iran sponsor the iftar dinners and give money to these guys and weapons and we know that they're trying to increase the nature of the weapons and all sorts of smuggling um systems and set up the, the tunnel that went under the water in order for them to be able to attack Israel i mean you think about the investment that they're making instead of building factories or hospitals or homes for their people. They're spending all this money to devise new means and new methods for to, to uh, be able to attack Israel unseen. And uh, and Turkey also is, is very involved in putting money in Jerusalem, putting money elsewhere, including in, in Gaza. Unbelievable. And what a way to wrap up their month-long holiday, huh? <laughs> by, by declaring that they're going to you know try their best to kill Israeli troops and Israeli people. Yes, and people those. should not dismiss uh, that, but Israel is constantly developing new means. They they detected the underwater uh, right. tunnel. They have a new missile which uh, can um, breach tunnels and uh, bunkers and without being as expensive as firing Iron Dome and doing other things because it's hugely expensive when people cheer that they brought down these missiles. The fact is each, each launch costs a lot, a lot of money. So now they have the new Rampage missile, which will, it's an air-to-air missile, which will be able to take out a lot of these uh, targets air-to-ground also. All right, Malcolm, got to ask you about a couple of of disappointing things, I guess we'd call it. I mean, I I would assume you are heartbroken, like many people listening right now, when you see Nativ Ha vote and what happened in Israel this week. Yes, it's very sad. I get you know, emails from people who were there, um, but, you know, the law is the law. Israel's government implements the law, and uh, it is it is tragic. There should be ways that these kind of situations can be avoided and uh, be more communication and more understanding between them about the... Because this, it's very sad and very painful to people to see these pictures. Is it true that they built uh, that the Israeli government built uh, temporary housing for those they were being that were they they were displacing during this episode? I think I, I read saw, I, I yeah. saw that report as well. I don't know. I, I would assume that's a lesson from from Gush Katif. I would guess. Right, exactly. That, that, they that, don't that, want that, a replication of people being right. homeless and wandering, and you see the price that kids pay and others pay. Right. But at the same time, you know, people can't just take make decisions on their own without uh, if a government has laws and has to have rules and. Uh, they have to abide by them. Yeah. I think two disappointing things. Some people expect the government would come up with a better compromise. And number two, uh, I believe I'm correct in saying that um, that that those who, who bring this to the attention of the world and the courts in Israel um, uh, are, are, is a group that has, a rep- that has representatives around the world, frankly, and is known as a Jewish group. And I think that sometimes irritates people that that this would be, you know, this would be brought to the forefront and supported and encouraged by a group that identifies as a Jewish group. I'm sure you get the disappointment people have with that. Well, of course, I understand yeah. the, the concern, and uh, I, I think one of the things that we should all be concerned about is the is the um, public criticisms. Yeah. Certainly, Israel, like any place else, is subject to uh, to being criticized and its tactics, et cetera, whatever. But when you see these armchair generals sitting in Europe or in the United States, Jews and non-Jews, who say, why doesn't Israel use um, rubber bullets? Why don't they use cannons? Why are they just, you know, resorting to these uh, to lethal methods? 
And do they honestly believe that a country that goes to the extent that Israel does to avoid civilian, civilian casualties can carry out 50 attacks and not a single civilian is killed or wounded? And, you know, all the other measures that they have taken to, and the restraint that they have shown, and you see these criticisms uh, that uh, cause a lot of resentment in Israel, that people outside who don't have to live with the consequences sit there in criticism. But the army did try rubber bullets. They tried water cannon. It doesn't work in these circumstances. And, you know, it has to do with distance. It has to do with the, the physical setup and, and other considerations. And every soldier that shoots needs the approval, two approvals, before you can pull the trigger. Yep. I mean, what other army in this circumstance, when you see guys coming with hatchets, with guns, with explosive devices across your border, across an international border, when everybody was promised, remember when Sharon pulled out, everybody said, now you'll be able to defend your border, you can go in, you can answer any terrorism, now it's legitimate. (laughs) And yet they end up in the U.N. with a 120-8 vote condemning Israel for doing just that. Yep. 100% correct. couple of last things. Will Prince William go to the Kotel on June 28th? I'm sorry that there's so much publicity about it, because if I think to, if there, the, the more publicity there is, the less the chance will be, because there'll be more opposition to it. But he's certainly considering it. Uh, the draft law, any decision there in terms of, or is this another one of the uh, kick the can down the road and likely not much is going to happen over the weekend regarding the draft law in Israel? Well, over the weekend, I don't know, but I think that it's uh, it's not something they're going to be able to kick very far down the road. There is, uh, you know, there are threats to pull out of the government, but from the religious parties, it's a very sensitive issue. Hopefully they will find some way of addressing it. (laughs) The compromise I was speaking about earlier, huh? Right. (laughs) Hopefully we'll get that. And finally, I'm sure you have to agree, even though you point out rightfully that, you know, local issues, quote unquote, are not the thing you concentrate on all week long, but I'm sure you'd encourage all of us. Uh, especially the New York State residents, to laud Governor Cuomo and others who are responsible for yeshiva security grants that are given because you more than anybody have encouraged the yeshivas, the schools, the um, the uh, synagogues to really bolster the security as much as possible. And obviously in this case, the government is helping. The government is helping and he held a press conference um, giving a check uh, for $5 million, I think, or more, $6 million. It's very important. We need much more than that. Um, and the federal government gives grants as well for for this, so this augments that. It's very important, and it's important that the schools that get these grants use them for the purpose intended, because security is has to be more and more of a priority for everybody. Oh, and frankly, a lot of um, organizations that you represent are fighting for these, uh, both locally and in Washington. So I guess they should, be, they should be commended as well. There are some who are fighting for, and there are a few who have been fighting against. Is that true? Church, state. Oh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that. All right, next week, I, this should be interesting because, b- please, God, if uh, your schedule allows, you will be joining us next week. Uh, you're going to be spending part of this coming week in Israel, which is always interesting to hear what uh, what you learn directly from our friends in the Holy Land. So, And, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going there not only to recharge but to uh, learn so I can be updated in, in order to c- communicate the latest information to the JM and the AM audience. Exactly. Thank God you take that so seriously, and it's much appreciated. All right, Shalom, and happy. Ha- oh, by the way, one last thing. Don't you love the point I made that people also have to realize on, on the subject of what we spoke about earlier 100 years ago? Uh, people have to realize that now 
the Jewish community can actually wish grandfathers, great-grandfathers, and in some cases, I would bet, great-grandfathers a happy Father's Day? Unprecedented in Jewish history, Malcolm. You mean great-great-grandfathers? Correct, great-great-grandfathers. And uh, it's it's uh, I, as you said it. I thought about it, and it's really true that that uh, many of us who grew up without grandparents, there was a whole generation missing from the Shoah, for for many many families. That even I would say a very significant part of the Jewish people did not have grandparents, and it's really an absence. To, you know, we say the Torah teaches us that we look to our parents and to our grandparents, and the the connection between the generations is what gives us the strength, the guidance, the information, uh, the mesorah that that we try to pass on. So. You're absolutely right. It's it's uh, it is a remarkable uh, statement, and something Baruch Hashem that uh, this generation should not take for granted. With that in mind, Happy Father's Day! Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful Shabbos. There he is, Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We call it the Weekly Update here at JMNAM. Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, candlelighting 808. Many synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Again, a reminder, we are in the first of our last three days. It's today, next Friday, and the final Friday of June of our unofficial spring fundraiser. If you have not yet joined our effort that started last month, uh, to make sure that we can continue to uh, to give you this kind of programming every single day, every single week. Please join us. Go to fjbunity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, and give as generously as you can. Again, fjbunity.org, fjb, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, unity.org. If you do want to dedicate in honor of Father's Day or if you want to go to the Sponsorship Opportunities tab, and look at how you can uh, memorialize somebody on a yard site or give in honor of someone's birthday or a special occasion or in honor of somebody, whatever the case may be, in honor of a refuah for somebody. It's all there. Go to fjbunity.org. You'll see at the top it says sponsorship opportunities. But even if you just want to give, and we're encouraging you to just want to give, no matter what, 100, 200, 180, 360, 1800, whatever it is, please do so now. Go to fjbunity.org. Again, go to fjbunity.org. Give as generously as you can. If you have our envelope in your home, please return it to us, payable to the Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. This time each and every Friday morning, every era of Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Pasha's Korach. According to the Chinuch, there are nine mitzvos in Parshas Korach, five positive and four restrictions. In reality, the Parsha could be divided in equally. There are approximately 50 verses related to the rebellion of Korach against Moshe and Aaron, the assemblage that's with him, Korach Va'adoso, what happens to Korach, that he is swallowed up, what happens to the 250 men, that they are killed uh, when they bring Ketores, what happens to the frying pans, and the Torah proves the authenticity of Aaron for all generations, the concept of 
the Mate Aaron blossoming, all this is approximately 50 out of the 95 verses in Pasha's Korach. And the last 45 psukim are the nine halachos regarding kuhuna, pidyon aben, truma, the laws of Levim, that they are to give maser mena maser, very important halachos, in response to the first part of the parsha, given the threat and challenge to kuhuna, comes the second half of the parsha with mitzvos related to the Kohanim and Levim. But I'd like to ask a very basic question. Why? Why does our constitution, the Torah Kedosha, differ from all other constitutions? In the sense that, give me 45 psukim of laws, but why give me 50 psukim related to a story? Let's go to the library. Let's go to the medrash. And it'll give me all the background I need to know about these quote-unquote stories. I believe that the answer is so important. It's not a story, the challenge of Korach. It's a very important aspect of our Torah, and it speaks to each and every one of us. What was Korach's challenge to Moshe? Let's understand this. It comes right after last week's parasha of Shlach, right after the sin of the Meraglim, God has said to the Jewish people in the desert, you're going to wander for uh, 40 years in the desert. Your children will go into Eretz Yisrael. You're dealing, as the Torah says, with a very unhappy uh, nation. What could he offer them? What could he say, hey, make me your leader? He doesn't use those words. First, he has to get rid of Moshe and Aaron. So how does he do that? By saying, we don't need a leader. Kikola Eido Kulam Kedoshim. Because the entire nation is, as we find in the third verse of the beginning of the Parsha, we were all there at Sinai. We all heard the Ten Commandments. So why do we need a leader? So this challenge of, um, of Korach, and if you want, you can call it, as we'll see in a moment, a challenge to the authority of Moshe and the future Moshe rabbinic leaders throughout the generations, as well as an affront to the very system of Torah, and specifically Torah Shabbat Peh, the oral law. Rashi tells us, in the name of the rabbis, that what is Korach do? He takes the band of 250 men and he puts, dons them with a talus shakulo tcheles, a garment which is all the color of tcheles. And he says to Moshe, do these require a uh, a strand of tcheles or not? And Moshe says, yes. Common sense as Korach presents it, says no. If one strand of of Tcheles reminds me of my obligation to Hashem, then all the more so the entire garment. 
a house which is full of Sfarim, Sifrei Torah, does it require mezuzah? So once again, Moshe said yes. Korach said, how ridiculous is that? If there are 275 paragraphs in the Torah, two on the door, how could that be better than the 275 already in the house? So the first thing is that this is, quote, a common sense revolution of Korach, and the Torah doesn't have to stand up to what the common sense of man. The Torah is divine. The Torah comes with its own system of logic, and that's what we say every morning. Kavachome Gzeirashava, Rabbi Shmuel identifies for us no less than 13 ways that which the Chachamim have the right an obligation to understand Torah, which is indeed what our Talmud is all about. That God has made us a partner in his firm, but not anybody and everybody is capable of being that partner. You need a Rav. And let's understand something. Korach missed out on one very important point. He's right. Everybody was there at Sinai. But there was one other aspect of Sinai that Korach is overlooking, and that is that God says to Moshe in chapter 19, which we read on Shavuos morning, that the significance of Maimar Sinai is going to be not only that Bnei Yisrael are going to uh, literally uh, hear and have revelation, but as the Torah says, God says, I am coming to you in front of the people. What does that mean? That the Jewish people will believe in Moshe. Pinch yourselves forever. We know it's true. The Gemara says in Baba Basra Ayin Dalit, Moshe Emes, Visoraso Emes. Moshe is true and the Torah is true. And this only God in his Torah could write that till this very day, Torah Tzivolanu Moshe is the first things that we teach our children. And this is that tragic error which Korach made. And therefore, we need to remind ourselves how important a Rebbe is, how important a teacher is. The Rambam, in his Hakdama, in his uh, introduction to his incredible work, the Yad HaChazaka, Yad, Yudalit is 14, there are 14 books of the uh, articulation, as the Rambam does, very carefully, precisely, uh, Jewish law. What is his introduction? His un- introduction is, he tells us that Moshe Kibel Torah is Sinai, and he gives you 40 names, 40 generations, how the Torah was transmitted from one generation to the next generation. Why? Lest anybody think that the oral law is a game of telephone. It's wonderful for the children, for the eight, nine-year-olds on Shabbos afternoon to entertain them. We have 20 children in a circle, and the first one 
whispers something to the next one, and the next one quickly to the next one, until we get to the last one, and the first one might have said good Shabbos, and by the time it comes to the 20th child, the child is saying good Vach, and everybody is laughing, wonderful, this is great entertainment for Shabbos afternoon. However, God forbid that somebody should think that this is how Torah law has been transmitted over the years, and that from one generation to the next generation, they heard it wrong, they transmitted it wrong, therefore the Rambam tells you, Lo Almon Yisrael, the Gemara tells us, on the day that Rabbi Akiva died, Rebbe was born. Why do I need to know this point of trivia? This not a point of trivia. It's an incredible point of Jewish history that God literally, Lo Almon Yisrael, never allows the Jewish people to be without its leadership, its political leadership, and its religious leadership, so that a person always has one to go to for a Rav to literally teach you. Now, what is this teaching that's being done? Number one, the teaching is clearly understanding of Torah, because Torah in every generation faces different uh, new threats, new challenges, technology, etc. And you need a Rav that is well-versed, not just in all areas of Jewish law, but in the areas today of medicine, technology, in order to be able to answer these very difficult Shilos, but I can only tell you the privilege that I have as a Rav to be able to go to what I call the Rabbi's Rabbi, the Gedolei Hador, that make themselves available and show such not only competence, but incredible sensitivity towards the individuals and understanding of halacha and meshing these two factors together. But in addition to that, there's something very, very important that we need to know. The Pasuk says in Parshas Ekev, easy to remember, fifth book, chapter 10, Pasuk 20. And what does it say in 5, 10, 20? Es Hashem tira. You want to literally fear Hashem. And es Come on, what's the S coming to Rabos, that famous Gemara in Psachim, Shimon Ramsuni, when he was Doresh, he learned all the S in the Torah. Every S comes to teach, right? Kabeid S ovicha, v'esimecha. Let the Torah say, Kabeid ovicha, v'imecha. Why must there be the S? Ah, comes to teach me. A brother, an older brother, comes to teach me. An in-law. Every S. Yeah. Baresh is Borokim, Eis HaShemayim. Not just the Shemayim, but everything in the Shemayim. Es HaOretz. Everything in the Oretz was created immediately on day one. Every S, except when he came to this, Shimram Sunni said, nothing I can do with this one. What could Es HaShem Elokecha? What's there? There's no S, there's no addition to God. Until Rabbi Kiva came along and saw the incredible character, personality, humility, integrity of Shimon Amsuni, and he said, You know what this Esla Shemakechotira means? This is 
Lerabos Talmidei Chachamim to teach us that the Torah scholars are included, that when you get close to a Torah scholar, you are literally getting close to Hashem Himself. And therefore, Oso Savod, through the Torah scholar, you come to proper worship of God, uvos sidbuk, and in that Torah scholar you shall cleave. What do you mean you shall cleave to the Torah scholar? God is an Eish Ochla. So how could you do it when it says Bo Sidbuk, which is literally in the text to him? So the Talmud says it means that you shall connect yourselves to the Tamid Chachamim. Because too often in life, it's not just for practical information that I need to know, a technical law, but in terms of one's behavior, am I conducting myself right? We all are so personally uh, nogeya, which means that, of course I'm right. Don't tell me. I know. And that's in our mind we convince ourselves and we rationalize that our behavior is correct and we need someone who is a little bit more learned than us and his character is a lot more refined than us. And that person is the one to guide us and to let us know, as we find at the very end of the third chapter of Mesilas Yesharim, and he compares it to an incredible maze, whereby there is that special platform gazebo in the middle, but to get there, and too much of our life, we're on the wrong path, we think we're on the wrong path, we think we know it all, but in reality, we need the guidance of a Rav, and that's what comes out of Parshas um, Korach. It's there for a reason. And I have to tell you, the late Rav Moshe Feinstein, who received so many Shilas, you know what he bemoaned? I didn't get enough Shilas, he said, on which yeshiva should I send my child? I didn't get enough Shilas in the areas of Tztaka. How do I prioritize? Am I giving enough? And, there, and forgive me, birth control, Another area which too many people, unfortunately, decide for themselves, because I know, and this is my cheshbon, excuse me, there is a higher authority. And this is why the Torah gives no less than 50 psukim to Korach. It's not narrative, it's not stories, it speaks to each and every one of us, and says to each and every one of us, you need a Rebbe. Shabbat Shalom. To all. We roll ye crawl the vein in bar. We in Sahem came over bar. Nim shim ham below you spar. She move in who we own
Oh, I'm a man. 
The amazing and incredible Rip Shlomo Kalbach, of course. That's Rav Ravin. Before that, Draw Yikra from the NCSY Bencher app. And before that one, Draw Yikra from the YU Maccabees. Friday morning broadcast. It's JM in the AM at 8.08 is candlelighting time. 8.08 in New York. A lot of synagogues begin earlier. Make sure you know when things start where you are. Tariff shop is Parshas Korach. Sunday is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there from all of us here at J.M. and the A.M. Coming up at 9 a.m., Naomi Nachman, Table for Two. She's joined by Penny Ackerman from Get Paid and cookbook author and nutritionist Beth Warren. They'll both join Naomi. Table for Two starts at 9, goes till 10 o'clock. Then the Arab Shabbos Show, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Mark Zamet brings it to you every single Friday, 10 until 1. At 1 o'clock, the Arab Shabbos Music Mix, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. It is unbelievable how many people are listening to the Arab Shabbos Music Mix as Shabbos uh, is set to begin an hour or two later. And uh, we, we are recommending it to everybody. Just have it on all day. Enjoy the Arab Shabbos music. It's an amazing way, really an incredible and amazing way to uh, wrap up the week. Saturday night single with Avrami tomorrow night. Of course, Matis and JM Sunday happens on Sunday morning. So much going on. We're glad you're able to be part of it. Uh, by listening into the Nahum Siegel Network. Don't forget, we are asking everybody who has not yet pledged and uh, donated to our spring fundraiser to do so as soon as possible. We need your donations to keep going every single day. Go to fjbunity.org, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, and we thank you. It's brand new music from Yaakov Shweki.
in the AM. There it is, brand new Yaakov Shweki here at JM in the AM. Uh, we hope to have some uh, pretty prominent Jewish music stars in the studio this coming week. We're trying to shore up some of those arrangements now. Uh, so hopefully it'll happen. If it does, we'll certainly let you know, that's for sure. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. As we said, Naomi Nachman is coming up next. She'll have table for two and, of course, Erev Shabbos show with Mark Zamek and the amazing Erev Shabbos mix all sponsored by our incredible friends at Kedem. Don't forget this coming Tuesday night, Jewish Heritage Night at MCU Park, Brooklyn, New York. The Brooklyn Cyclones, right? Their 18th year. The Brooklyn Cyclones. Go to brooklyncyclones.com, brooklyncyclones.com. Jewish Heritage Night this coming Tuesday. Well, sorry about that. Almost almost jumped the gun there on ending the show. This coming Tuesday night. <laughs> Time to say good Shabbos. It's Journeys at JM and the AM. Left to do. Go on home. 
Sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Oh yes, Friday morning, Erev Shabbos, time to wrap things up. Don't forget, tomorrow night, Avrami hosts Saturday Night Siegel, and of course, Sunday morning, Matis with JM Sunday, beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Coming up next, Naomi Nachman, Table for Two, an amazing Friday with the Arab Shabbos show and then the Arab Shabbos music mix, all sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Have a wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Happy Father's Day, dear dads. Till Monday, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, trust the future.